Welcome back to another episode of the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pachuto, and with me I have one of my best friends in all of the world, Steve Madrinsky. Steve, buddy, how are you? Oh, I'm just uh, I'm just dandy there, John Pachuto. How are you? Good. I'm 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 doing very well, thanks. I'm I'm super excited to be doing this with you today. And uh, I yeah, thought we same, could same. we could uh, kick off with uh, you telling everybody a little bit about who you are and uh, you know how our twenty almost I guess twenty year friendship has uh, has started yeah. off. You know, it's funny. Like I, I get first off before anything, um, and we'll probably touch a little bit about this, but. Uh, uh, I'm also in the podcasting business, uh, Beer You Are podcast. Go check it out. Um, no, uh, you know, I don't really ever know how to say who I am. It's like the, the weirdest <laughs> thing. It's such an easy, simple question. And uh, it's always challenging in the sense because to define yourself as a person, it's always interesting, right? Like yeah, you, and, and you can look at yourself in a mirror. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just the average guy doing, you know, full-time nine-to-five job. It's actually 6.30 to 4. But uh, I work for a family business out in eastern Pennsylvania. Um, I have a wonderful wife, a beautiful cat and dog, a new puppy, actually, to be exact. Yeah, pretty, and expecting cute. my first child. Yeah. So Woo. Uh, We're excited. Crazy. Papa Steve-o. Crazy, man. Like life is is moving at a tremendous rate it's wild i recently had a conversation with a friend of mine and i was like it's been both the slowest and fastest year i think of every human being's life uh obviously with covid and everything oh no doubt uh but being that no doubt like i said i think we've been friends for 20 years so being that we know each other that long uh it's remarkable how much time flies and it's it's amazing to to have such a good friendship i mean like not to blow, you know, steam up your ass or anything, but uh, you're somebody I can confide in, and I think we've had a multiple of conversations that that go on to, you know, get advice, life advice, whatever it might be, and uh, you've been able to put me at ease there, buddy. So, well, I appreciate uh, much that. much appreciation for that. We've had many of a, yeah, a discussion over uh, beers, uh, which segues nicely into your podcast, which I will link up obviously in the show notes below. Um, but cool. your, your, your beer podcast, beer you are, uh, that you uh, co-host with, uh, Rick Mianulli, a good friend of ours, uh, yep. is, is one of the reasons why I started doing this, uh, in the first place. Um, I just saw how much fun you guys were having with it, uh, how easy it seemed for you guys to just jump all in into something that you are so knowledgeable about, uh, so passionate about, and it just really, really piqued my interest and, and really, uh, inspired me to kind of go down my own journey and start my own podcast. So thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, listen, this is, this is, like I said, I'm, I'm built, I'm built for this baby. Let, let's do it. Uh, I'm here to, to inspire and, and bring joy to the hearts of millions. Hopefully yeah. one day. Uh, I love that. <laughs> um, while we're talking, while we're talking about drinking, it is almost five o'clock. So I, I will be obviously diving into, uh, an alcoholic beverage of my choice soon. We've got the NCAA tournament going on in the background. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, what beer is it? What uh, What are you like onto lately? And do we have to dive into my uh, affinity and or love of Bud Light, or can we yeah, say uh, Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna start off right off the bat. That that whole conversation of Bud Light, you are not getting off easy with just myself or just Rick. So that will have to be when 
Rick and I are together. That's fair. You know, on an episode with you. Okay. That's number one. Uh, number two, I have not really been drinking as much. Um, there's been uh, obviously some stuff that's been going on. I'm not going to get too much into sure. it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, just for, for personal reasons and yeah. uh, whatever. I don't need to even divulge too much into it. But yeah, no, um, no. I've been working out a lot. So um, right now good. it's just about it's about getting back into shape. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I've, I really work hard. Uh, you actually, again, uh, another inspiration amongst a couple of my friends have gotten the Peloton. Mm-hmm. So I hopped on the bandwagon. Uh, Natalie and I were just like, let's just pull the trigger on this. I think this is the way to do it. I ride the bike uh, every other day. Last week, I did it five days in a row. Um, and I'm just trying to continue that trend. I got a newborn coming, so I want to be in the best possible shape. I would love to be drinking right now. <laughs> um, it's good to just have one after a long, long week. Uh, work's been kind of crazy. But uh, my thing right now, and I, I think it's a trend that happens just be and it's come to like full circle each year is somewhere between like december up until like march i'm crushing heavy hitter beer so we're talking like heavy stouts uh, dark ales coffee flavor robust you know um it's just it like warms the soul when nice. you're sitting out here in this cold weather um today's actually beautiful i'm out i'm outside right now i say it looks beautiful yeah I mean, it's pretty yeah, nice it's, here. It's, it's pretty nice. nice here too, but it looks a little bit warmer, oddly enough, out uh, out your way. The the bat, my back, yeah, my back deck is like ridiculous with temperature. It's always like ten degrees hotter. So nice, yeah. You uh, got I'll take it. Got some day. good sun there. Um, I'm so glad you got the Peloton. Um, I love mine. Uh, I know obviously it's like the sticker shock. It's two thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. It's a big investment. Sure. I bought it without ever having done a spin class before. I don't know if you had done one prior i mean yeah i i'm not I'm, i was never a big gym guy i was usually just like lift weights at home um so i bought it completely never having same, same. having used one before and it's great it's super easy to use uh hashtag uh peloton you should be sponsoring this episode even though you're not um yeah but it's great Definitely I, get on this i mean yeah. i love it i mean there's a million different instructors you know a million different music playlists that you could pick from it's just great and and considering i'd never done it before i'm honestly a little bit surprised how much i love it yeah you know it's it's the good thing about it is it's it's a a good coach for a person that that's not maybe too familiar with it you do it at your own pace and you you challenge yourself each time Uh, i've always been one to be able to watch progress so uh having the charts and the graphs in front of you and and seeing how you can match your what they call output is your ultimate uh you know strength determiner of how how hard you push yourself i I like that challenge so it's been awesome for me i mean it's just visually it's it's even just a an awesome concept so yeah uh, i'm a big fan of it i was gonna say i uh i talked on this on uh last uh last podcast that i recorded i uh, i didn't post it yet um and also this is not an ad but uh i I recently got a whoop like (laughs) I, i guess a year ago um you know, another fitness oh, tracker. Nice. Um, but I just find mm-hmm. it to be really superior in how I manage what I do on a day-to-day basis. So I know if I get a really shitty night's sleep, I'm going to take it easy. If I got a really good night's sleep and I took it easy the day before, I'm going to work out a little bit harder the next day. And being able to just, like you said, monitor your output, monitor your progress, whether it's with the Peloton, whether it's with the Whoop. Um, I've probably been healthier in the last year than I have 
uh, you know, pre-pandemic for sure. And uh, that's funny because, you know, a lot of that time was just spent at home doing not much of anything. Um, of, of course, of course. But yeah, I like that we're both on this like fitness train and, you know, you've, you've been way better than me over the last, you know, five years at least of, of health and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and being ripped and whatnot. I, so yeah, it, for it's sure. funny. Cause I just go, I go in, I really honestly just go into these like weird trends. Like one day I'm, um, um, all gung ho and I'll, it'll last like a week or two. And then just out of the blue, I'll just be like, no, oh, fuck this. I'm going to go get like a cheeseburger, yeah. you know, and eat, eat some junk. And then it winds up being like a month and I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah, well, it's Why, it's like, usually like no a month, a month, a month and twenty pounds, and you're like, <laughs> oh shit, how that that that, shit. that happened Son quick? Of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a... always, always yeah. like that. I, I'm but. I'm with you for sure. I I, I know that uh, that feeling, <laughs> and uh, it, it's been one of those things where as as hard as this year has been, and obviously we could touch upon on how your last year has been. Um, sure. It, it's it's been nice. You, you, I kind of feel a little bit more like my a, a better version of myself, a little bit healthier, uh, definitely in better shape. And uh, you know, I think as you get older, it's important to take care of yourself. And you know, as a guy who loves to have a bourbon on a Friday night or glass of scotch or ten to fifteen Bud Lights, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely yeah, doesn't hurt to uh, to work out on a daily basis for sure. But let's yeah, uh. Yeah, yeah. Let's for for uh, for a quick second. How how's your last year been? Um, I mean, obviously, COVID's kind of affected people in different ways. Um, how how's the last year treated you? Uh, the last year has been interesting. I think is probably the best way I can describe it. Um, we can talk all about the negative, uh, but there's no point. It is what it is, and it's kind of just been there. We've done that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we kind of actually in a way had a blessing and. Um, we had, we had some friends that wound up staying with us for most of the, the pandemic. Um, whereas there's probably some challenging aspects to having people uh, around you that you're not normally accustomed to living with uh, on a day in day out basis. Um, it was also comforting in the sense that we had a group of four of us that can kind of enjoy our company together. Whereas like, I don't know, maybe some, some other couples or, or other families, kind of we're stuck at home, not mm-hmm. able to go out, not able to do things with other people. And we constantly had a, a, a thing that was going on for our weekends. And now I'm not saying we were going out or anything. I'm just saying that we had uh, good companionship uh, throughout the whole, the whole thing. So uh, in that aspect, it was great. Um, they, our friends eventually moved out in July. So we had them for about five months. Yeah, that's um, nice. and, and, you know, it was, it was, it was great. I had a great time. Um, you know, aside from that, it was a challenge at work, uh, as many people could imagine, uh, just dealing with shutdowns and, uh, just slow business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you, you have to find ways and means of staying open and continuing to, to drive business. And that's kind of what we did at our, uh, family business in Easton here. Uh, I touched up on it just briefly and we do commercial based cabinetry. So, um, kind of finding new methods and new ways to keep the, the gravy train rolling. And obviously, uh, Natalie and I were going through some stuff with, uh, you know, pregnancy. And, and we've been trying with uh, IVF, and it wound up being uh, a miracle because now we are expecting uh, we're on the 23rd week already. So it's awesome. You know, life, li- like, I don't have time to look back and say, oh man, that was, that was terrible. It's like, 
my life's not stopping. And uh, I hope for anybody out there, you know, you just kind of keep trucking along as best as you can. I think that's uh, easily one of the most admirable, admirable qualities uh, that I've always looked up to about you. No matter the situation, no matter the scenario, uh, no matter how shitty something could be going, you have an immense positive outlook on life and it's super endearing and, and it's something that, you know, as a friend, I know I could be, you know, in something and I can go to you and be like, hey man, and you're right there to pick me up. And uh, I think in the kind of world that we live in nowadays, it's rare and also super super nice to have something like that with a friend. So that's obviously, well, uh, man, listen, yeah. I, and I, and I think, I think anybody listening, uh, I, I, here, here's the thing. And my little food for thought or, or maybe some just, uh, amateur advice out there. Um, uh, anybody that may be struggling with some type of, uh, mental health or needs some type of guidance or, uh, I implore them more than ever to, take a moment to, to reach out to somebody, whether that's a professional, maybe a friend, um, because you never know what kind of things people are going to say to you to kind of help you along. Yeah. We can always look at the, the negatives, but, um, you know, never be ashamed for, for, for seeking help. That's the one thing I, I had to learn that the hard way. And, uh, I also learned probably in the past year, one of the, the best life lessons about that was, uh, I can talk to people and not feel ashamed about who I am or what I do. So a Absolutely. Um, I mean, if the pandemic starts anything, it's just how valuable uh, life is, how uh, how tangible and totally. how fleeting time is, uh, and to just really try to make the most of what you have uh, in the short you know amount of space that you have with people. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you just articulate that incredibly beautifully, um, which I'm obviously not surprised. <laughs> Um, we've known yeah, each is, other, I was going to say, we've known each other a really, really long time. Um, and without getting into like too many of the drunken stories of like high school and college <laughs> and Wildwood and all like the debaucherous shit, um, I thought uh, we can go a little trip down memory lane and talk about, uh, 2003 New Jersey Devils and what was probably uh, the greatest, uh, you know, spring summer of, I mean, I can't think of a more fun time I had in you know my youth than uh, that those you know two three months of the uh, the end of the hockey season and the playoff push uh, than uh, than then. But uh, what do you remember most about that time? Obviously, you were there when the, um, the Devils won the cup. But like, tell me what you remember most about like that time period in your life. Well, well, first off, first and foremost. Um, you were our lucky charm. You had to <laughs> You were you were not allowed to miss a home game, as I recall, because I think uh, I think you went some absurd number. Yeah, it was like, definitely like over ten streak. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was the, the most incredible thing. And I and I actually like I think uh, our family was very superstitious, so it was always about wearing like the same clothes, the <laughs> yeah. outfits. I mean, I went all the way down to like the same underwear, watched, <laughs> of course, but uh, yeah, like it was. It was a crazy time. Um, that whole, you know, looking back now more than ever, uh, I've had this conversation a few times with my father and, and you know, you and uh, some of our other friends. And uh, I don't know what the words are to describe it, but it was it's super surreal. Like yeah. the level of what I got to experience as in my youth um, was just absurd so for anyone that is listening that doesn't know 
Um, my father was uh, top tier management for the New Jersey Devils. So uh, the Stanley Cup has, you know, a real special place in our heart. Uh, we've had it at my house in Fairfield when I was living there three times each time the Devils won the Cup. And uh, my father's name is on the Cup. So sick. Um, it's it's crazy, but if we're talking about a, a particular time in 2003, about that whole Stanley Cup run, um, the one thing I remember more than ever was going to Anaheim. I mean, we were in the middle of finals, and I remember telling my teachers, I'm like, my dad's <laughs> asking if I can come to the – go to this cup. And they're all telling, like, why wouldn't you go? Like, you can make up the final. What are you worried about? Just yeah. go. Junior and, year, and, big deal. And I – and I and I dipped out and I went out to, uh, to to Anaheim. They lost, of course, both those games, and they were heartbreaking games. If anybody remembers, but, overtime, uh, one of them for it, sure, right? Yeah, and, and Steve Thomas was the one that scored that goal. That was also the one that where Marty like dropped his stick, and it was a, a hundred yard goal or something, hundred meter goal, like absurd. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm staring at but. the picture of you, me, Rick, and Steve Plazinski on my wall right now with us standing in front of the Stanley Cup. Um, we were obviously friends since like seventh or eighth grade, um, so this was a couple years after that. But like, I hadn't necessarily like met your parents or been to your house that much when no. we were little. It was more so right. like school friends and like um, you know school activities and parties and stuff. Um, but I just right. remember being like telling my mom like. You know, it was like three times a week. I was like, oh, yeah, Steve's, uh, Steve and his mom's coming to pick me up. We're going to the Devil's game again. She's like, John, you were there last night. Like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. Steve's dad <laughs> thinks I'm lucky. I got to keep going back. And, gotta uh, keep going. Gotta... <laughs> and it was great. I mean, like, growing up in North Caldwell, that broke. <laughs> awesome. Marty lived here. Uh, Ken Danico, Scott Stevens, a bunch of the yep. players lived in the yep. area. Um, so, like, in 95, when we were 10, they won. It was great. You know, the cup came to our school and everything. It was so awesome. Um, but, like, I feel like my love and affinity for hockey really kind of didn't latch on because I, I had to quit playing at that age. So, like, while it was cool to see the Devils win in 95 and even in 2000, I think, like, 2003, you know, when we started going to games together and even the season before because I know we went then as well um, – it's just like those memories of the games at Continental, driving, uh, you know, from Fairfield, getting dropped off in my house by your mom or your dad after the games, um, you know, the chicken fingers, the honey mustard, the French fries, the Cokes. Oh, yeah. You know, like all these things. I have these such vivid memories walking in and down the aisle, couple rows, make a left, sit down. It was just, it's such a big part of my childhood. And, and yeah, or you're not really a child at like 16 or 17, but I just look back so much at those games with such fondness. And I like made a little box like you did uh, with all my tickets and everything. And I've got the picture of us hanging on the wall. And I just think, man, we were so lucky as kids to have these just amazing experiences. Beyond. And, uh, you know, obviously Beyond. something that I'll, I'll always look back and, and treasure a lot. Yeah, I actually think from like... And, and we're kind of jumping ahead here, but like from 2000, maybe six to 2007 or 2008, I went to uh, 82 home games. I made every single home game. Wow. Um, so it was it was crazy. I mean, I have all those tickets still. I don't even know why I have them. It's just something that's so hard to let go. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, uh, you know, as we got older, obviously in 2003 came along, like to your point in 2002, I think there was definitely a, a, a much more appreciation for what we got to see. Cause again, like 95, uh, too young, like it was cool. We had people over, Oh, the devil's won the cup. Like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, what's hockey. And then, uh, you know, 2000, um, I actually think I was sleeping to be honest with you. Well, it was uh, in Dallas, right? We it was in Dallas. Late it was night. a late, late game. Yeah. It was a double overtime game, but I remember like sneaking down the steps and this was in my first house in Fairfield. And, uh, my brother and my dad were going ballistic on the, on the couch for good reason. <laughs> um, and I was like, what happened? Huh, hockey. Cool. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> you know? I, it's funny. I actually remember exactly where I was. I had slept over Mike Rubin's house that night and we were sleeping in his basement watching the game and it was late. I want to say it was definitely like definitely past midnight, maybe close to 1am. Cause I think it was a double overtime game. It was in Dallas. They're an yeah, hour was, behind. Right. And, uh, I remember we, we were, we were, you know, kind of like, whoa, you know trying to be as like quiet as possible when they when they won uh but yeah i mean it's just because this has been such a weird year with sports um i I find it like just really hilarious to me how much i look back at like all of these like events like giants games devils games yankees games as a kid because you know there's so many canceled over the last year and, and things are obviously getting back to normal now but uh it's just been weird and uh, it, it's a, it's just super nice how how many amazing memories we have um, as kids together. I mean, it's just twenty years is a long time. Yeah, you know, it's 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 like unexplainable, I guess, because uh, you know, living in that moment, there, there's just so much that happens. It's like sensory overload. So you have all these things that are happening, and I, I mean, it's funny you asked me like, what was the most memory that you had, and I, I say that about the going to Anaheim but then you brought up the point of that that photo I look at that photo almost every day yeah it's such I a just good happen pick. to come across it you know and I'm like oh shit that's so awesome so and, awesome. and it just kind of it kind of triggers all these different things that you think about um but yeah mm. it's it was it's it was an awesome I mean I have the level of appreciation for my father for the work that he put in to do that is, is unmatched if I can be half the man he is in in his work ethic uh i'd say i'm pretty successful oh for sure no doubt your your dad's a great guy and i'm super thankful for him as well taking me along on on all those uh games uh for sure and giving me my first job out of college obviously i worked for the devils for three years um tremendous human being super great um and that what goes along with that is like the summers that we spent together in wildwood um what what i think is funny is like so that's I, I think we all right so we weren't really that friendly seventh grade right so I think we became friends seventh grade summer sure. when we bumped into each other at Wildwood so you and your family yep. had owned a place uh, down at Seapoint Village me and my family would rent there for I think two weeks every like the first and second week in August every summer and we just randomly bumped into you I think John Pistachio and a bunch of other people and uh, I just I, I just think back of like all those amazing times we had down at your shore house and obviously years later when we no longer rented but I would come down and stay at your place um, it's just it's just really funny to me when we look back at all the dumb shit we did as kids and now you're gonna be a father. Uh, just what a great guy that you've turned into, which is no surprise based on who your parents are. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, it, it's just wild how quickly life can go by, and uh, it's kind of nice to just be able to like take a smi- like smiling. I love it. <laughs> I know it's oh. just kind of nice to take a, a trip down <laughs> memory lane. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you remember. You can't always get what you want. Um, we saw a movie together down uh, in Wildwood, and I the was the village. I was a little, uh, I don't know, out of it. It was uh, one of those things. Uh, but what what's your favorite movie? I don't think I know what your favorite movie is. It's really hard for me to say. I have so many in like my bank because honestly, like between you, Rick, and I, um, we were like the movie guys. I think that was yeah. something we loved to do on the weekends mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, when we were younger, it was like, our parents would come pick us up, one of or the three of us or one of us and drop us off at the movies. We'd meet at the movies, go see a movie, have like a bite to eat or whatever. And yep. then that was it. That was the night. That, yeah. that was what we did. Right. A lot, so, a lot of Friday nights um, that way. I, I, I can go down the list. It's so hard. Um, I could probably break it down by category. Um, like romantic kind of comedy thing. I, I really like 500 Days of Summer. Oh, great. It's like great film. Um, but I also, you know, comparatively argue that I really like 10 things I hate about you. Interesting. So like, it's, it, it's like two different spectrums, you know? Um, cause one's like a real kind of sad, sad yeah. story for the most part. Not, not much of a, one, not much calm in that ROM. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, it was funny because of, of the characters and how they, they were personified, but, um, I don't know. Like I, I love no country for old men. Oh, very good yeah. movie. It's just like there's something about that, like westerny feel to it. I, I don't know, and, and that you know, it's in the. I guess it's set in sometime in the '60s, maybe, maybe '80s. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, Javier Bardem. It's just freaky. Dude there's in not that movie. like, yeah, it's just like getting hunted by somebody. It's like a, a crazy concept. Um, you know, those those movies uh, I really enjoy. Um, but then I really like these like weird kind of. Uh, thrillers. I mean, Inception and Great Prestige movie. were two movies that Great that movie. kind of just really made me think more about movies. You know, like oh, you kind of sure. go down this rabbit hole, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this! I can't believe this!" <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I don't know if there is a, a true favorite. I, I I really have to think about that. I wish you gave me this question earlier so I can kind of be more prepared. I'm 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 with you on that. I. Uh... I've I've purchased 192 different movies from Apple, uh, which is just fucking disgusting. Um, I think I've seen every movie on Earth twice. Um, So yeah, like when someone asks me that question, like even like when I'm I'm dating someone, like oh, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite TV show? I don't know. I see everything. I'm completely with you. I love Inception. I love Prestige. 500 Days of Summer is one of my favorite movies. Uh, yeah, so I, I understand why that's such a a difficult question to answer. But uh, I'm completely. You pick some good ones. I mean, those are. Definitely some of my favorite movies. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really like the old movie buff. I'll watch them. Um, you know, like Young Frankenstein and some of the other ones. Like I would never put on Ca- Casablanca. Like that's just not me. Um, it's just not something I could sit through. Good, like you know, uh, Gone with the Wind. I'm not watching it. It's mm-hmm. not going to happen. Um, but there, uh, there are so many times I go through movie quotes with Rick and and you know I laugh. I laugh because we talked Ace Ventura. Any any <laughs> Jim Carrey movie, I'm pretty much quote for quote verbatim i can do yeah and and randomly i'll just i'll call rick and i'll be, be like you know chitty chitty bang bang you know like <laughs> and he'll be like he'll know exactly what i'm talking about and then i'll go into another line and, and kind of finish kind of finish well, <laughs> south park it's another one you know Wrong, it goes on and on and 
you, you just have your own uh, your own language, and you know our our wives kind of look at us sometimes, um, and they're like, "What are you guys even saying?" And we're like, "We're just reciting movie quotes in conversation. That's, that's just how we're talking to each other right now." That's so funny. <laughs> what uh, you know, you're have you you just turned? Are you turning thirty five in April? You're turning turning thirty five in April. Right. Yeah, I forget you're a few months yeah. behind me. Um, what are you most proud of that you've accomplished uh, in your thirty four and 0.85 years wow uh great question uh most proud of i think uh and maybe it sounds a little narcissistic but uh the ability to understand when i'm wrong that makes any sense um makes a lot of sense you know it's it's uh it's it's it was very hard for me growing up to to suck it up and and take it but uh i've been learning now obviously with a a wife and uh a very caring and loving wife she's she's dealt with some things with me and uh i've learned to kind of to step back i'm still learning i'm still learning so i'm not 100 percent there but um you know i've always had a weird kind of temperament i I, i'm kind of i'm the bull i'm a i'm a a bull in a china shop sometimes and that's just the nature of, of who i am but uh the biggest kindest gentlest heart i can i can assure you that i'm i'm always uh, looking out for for the next person even if you're a complete stranger but i'm proud of being able to know when i'm wrong and kind of uh learn from my mistakes as best as possible i've i've had amazing mentors with my father uh my general manager who works with us now tim uh these guys really kind of pushed me in a way to uh be business professional in a sense, um, and also my wife, who taught me about uh, knowing when something's not as serious as it needs to be, and uh, they've all kind of grown me to to be that kind of man. So I like uh, I'm super proud of that. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, you touched on something that's super important uh, that I think you really only get uh, with age and like understanding like the importance of a moment. Uh, to like that moment in your life, like making mountains out of molehills is not going to benefit anybody less, you know, right. l- nowhere near will it benefit yourself. Um, and I think that's something like a lesson that I learned very valuably, uh, unfortunately, like later in life. Uh, but I think that's just kind of how <laughs> lessons in life it, happen. It, yeah, no, no, it is. And, and you're not going to learn from experiences if you don't go out there and do it. And Honestly, you have to take time to understand what those experiences mean to you, I think, at the end of it all. So, um, you know, if you did something wrong and you're aware of what that is, understand it and make right by trying not to do that again. There sure. are instances where things happen where, where you know, uh, something might happen again, but you try to avoid those situations as best as possible and be remorseful when the time's called for it. That's, that's what I got to say. Absolutely. What's the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Um, to be yourself. And I think it really comes down from uh, some therapy work that I've been going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that, that took me some time to, to learn that because it, it is, it is always a challenge sometimes to, to, to find that, that inner Steve, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, you, you lose your way in certain instincts and, or instances rather. And, uh, you know, just that, that is the, the 
end all be all be yourself and if you're if you're not happy with yourself at least try to find methods to to be a better version of yourself i like that you know so uh just just trying to do that all the time my next question is what gives you confidence and i ask you that because i feel like you've got a very unique style um you've got a cool aesthetic uh different from a lot of people that like, I, th- I feel like grew up in our area. Um, so like what gives you confidence to kind of wear what you want, uh, you know, act, you know, you're a good guy. You're one of my best friends, but like what, what gives you confidence on a day to day basis to be who you are and be comfortable in your own skin? Yeah, this is good. Um, I, I really, really like, uh, being the guy that people can rely on. I think that's, that's one of the biggest confidence boosters I can get. Uh, somebody asking me for help is, like I don't even know how to say the words because it's so special to me. Like I want to be the one to help anybody get through anything. So uh, whether that's a project, if that's uh, you know, go go pick. Can you pick me up a, a coffee? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I just want to be that hero, and whatever type of hero that is to that person, that's that's where, where my confidence comes from. Uh, you know, again, I think there's times where I'm not the best version of myself and i'm still always learning so uh you know we can go in circles about that but like everything I think, for sure. I think that's... and everybody yeah um so obviously you're you're lucky in love you've got an amazing wife uh kid on the way um i have neither of those um <laughs> what advice do you have for me uh to finding my person and 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 ultimately uh is it possible steve that john Pachuto could find love I think I honestly believe <laughs> no, no, and and I I know you, you can kind of be silly about it, but it, it but I do I do believe that there is somebody for everybody, and actually probably multiple people in 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 multiple ways. Um, it, it's just about letting your heart open. Uh, what does it take for for you to to want that person? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I I probably was a very I mean, I know I was a very weird dude growing up, and that, that goes for all the way through college. <laughs> I don't know college. about that. Well, I'm going to explain to you because I think I had, had a sense of what a relationship was um, that, oh, I needed to always have a girlfriend or I needed to to, to be the man for uh, you know them and what have you. And I still believe that, but the way I went about doing it or there were times when I probably got a little too drunk in college (laughs) and, you know, smothered, smothered people that, uh, you know, I shouldn't have. And, uh, I'm a little remorseful for that in a sense, but I, I, I hope, uh, everyone can kind of grow and learn from that. Never was I, uh, you know, I I would hope that never was I rude to anybody during that. Oh, I doubt that. Um, I I think it's appropriate uh, that, uh, one of your favorite movies is 500 days of summer, because I feel like you are extremely closely aligned to the Joseph Gordon Levitt character. And, uh, I, I think with the benefit of hindsight that that I'm literally just coming up with this as we're sitting here, that kind of (laughs) fits. You've got super eclectic music taste, i.e. the Smiths, uh, you yeah. definitely were in love with people that you probably shouldn't have been like summer. Uh, yeah, it's, I think, I think that's a, that's a pretty on the nose. It, comparison. it is. And that's, it's, I didn't think we were going to get, get into this, this deep hole of me, but yes, I, <laughs> I too, I too believe that that movie has a special place in my heart for that, 
um, because again, it's uh, it, it was about kind of actually taking the time to see, um, you know, maybe not necessarily all the good things that I saw, but seeing the other spectrum of it and it maybe wasn't always so great and i'm not bashing anybody in that relationship or anyone about that that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying for me at that time and for them at that time it was not meant to be absolutely I think, um, and I think... i'm you know what i'm happy I, i'm fuck that if that was if that was the case that led me to here today guess what i i won anyway because i ha- like you said Everything my wife is, is fucking amazing i love my wife i would do I would move mountains as best as I can for her and obviously for my family. So, um, you know, more power to everybody. I, I, I think we touched on it before you, you live and learn. Absolutely. That's, that's all you can do. I, th- I think you, you couldn't have hit the nose on the, on the head any, uh, any more accurately. Um, you're turning 35, you got a kid coming in 10 weeks. So where do you see yourself five years from today? Uh, five years today, uh, the best podcast right ahead of uh, John Pachudos. Um, <laughs> no, um, well, I, I think I think we have a lot of good things happening in our business, uh, my family business. So uh, I hope to be expanding that um, whole line of cabinetry that we're doing and putting ourselves on the map somewhere in the hopefully metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I picture us having a, a, a true house. You know, we're in a townhouse right now. I love this place. I love the community. It's great, but we're going to be ever expanding. So maybe, hopefully, another one will be on the way, or maybe we'll have two kids. Who knows? Sure. Um, but uh, I, I see myself with with all my friends and, and family, and uh, you know, much needed times where we can all get together again and and hang out um, because obviously we've we've need a little bit of normalcy back in our lives. Yeah. But, um, say that again. Hopefully, ho- hopefully super successful at the end of it all. And I think that's up to me to decide that fate. So I like that. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, obviously it's been a weird year. Um, so, you know, free time has been, uh, m- the majority of time, uh, now as things get back to normal and, and you're back in the office and, and things are kind of, you know, getting back to the normal, you know, six to four, nine to five, et cetera. What do you try to do? I mean, obviously your free time is going to look a lot different in 10 weeks from now. Um, oh, yeah. besides Peloton and, and working out, what do you like to do in your free time? I mean, we touched on movies, we touched on working out. Uh, are you a big reader? Do you, do you consume uh, a lot you of know, podcasts? You know what? I'm, I'm neither of those things, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, I, I, I would love to be able to, to take some time to read some books. I have several baby books I have to get through. I have <laughs> uh, some motivational books I want to get through and some uh, personal relationship books I want to get through. Um, there is a time and place for that, and I will dedicate my time this year to do that. That's that's one of my goals. Um, but uh, I actually don't listen to many podcasts because – uh, and I think this goes tail and tail with reading, but my attention to uh, my like ADD almost kind of kicks in and not that I'm actually diagnosed. So I, I don't mean offense by that in any way, but <laughs> I, okay. I have a, I have a tendency, I have a tendency to not pay attention too much when I'm in, in something, when I'm reading or what have you. Um, it's weird. I, I, I kind of become very forgetful. If I have to read a book, I'm reading it like, I'm reading the first chapter eight times because I'm like, I don't even remember what I was just reading. Um, but I'd like to, I actually play a little bit of, of uh, like PlayStation 
uh, not too, too much. Um, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of the time we're, we're working on the podcast. So, uh, trying to always think of new, new ideas. Rick has been my rock on that. He's, uh, I had to take a mental break for a little bit extra period mm-hmm. of time, uh, after, after January where we were kind of in an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, other than that, you know, just, uh, just trying to, to work on that and make it hopefully something huge and big. And we're always coming up with ideas and, you know, that gear is always constantly ticking. So, yeah. uh, new posts, new, new concepts, reaching out to people and connecting. I like to connect with people. That's, that's something I like to do. I like that. Yeah. I, uh, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine in Los Angeles, Ashley, um, earlier today, uh, which that podcast should drop soon. Um, but the thing that, uh, is both a, a big positive and a bit of a negative in my life. Cause she's like, Oh, you do all this cool stuff, John, you're starting a podcast, you do photography, uh, you, you used to write. Um, the one thing that I wish I did more of, uh, when I was younger was more of that stuff. Um, I felt very constrained by my environment, whether it was my job, um, whether it was my personal life, it felt right. like there was all this pressure to be better at my job, make more money, have a bigger house, drive a nicer car. And I never really took the time to like address like, what is, what kind of things do I want to do with my free time? Uh, a lot of that goes back to like high school and college and, and degrees and stuff and, and things that we don't really need to touch on. Cause I, I don't think it's really all that important, but the one thing that I've kind of learned, uh, for myself at least in, in how I allocate my free time is to just chase things down that I enjoy doing. Uh, and that's why the podcast is, is coming. And, and this is why we're having these conversations because, I don't think people have these conversations enough with their friends. Like, are you happy? Are you content? Uh, what's going on in your life? It's always like, Hey, how are you? How was your day? And, and, and it, we're so guilty of being just so surface level with a lot of our relationships. And, uh, it's my hope that conversations that I have like this with my friends and, and even strangers that I've not met before, um, will hopefully have some sort of, uh, impactful, uh, you know, sort of alteration of how we look at uh the time that we've got here with uh with our loved ones no doubt. And, our, and our friends no doubt no and i mean that that's it's so true because uh you know it's, it's funny i, I think may, maybe you know this might be generalized but from from a guy's perspective um how many how many times do we really ever talk about our feelings and never. um it's almost never right. And you never have that conversation and sometimes it's needed. Uh, that's, that's why I address, you know, mental health and, and, and seeking, seeking the help, you know, whether that be professionally or, or through a good friend and not to feel ashamed because, um, too often we're, we're bottled up and it's stigmatized you know, we, for sure. It's, it sucks. It just sucks. And I don't, I, I wish we could kind of change that, that mentality. Um, even if it's little small groups, uh, between your friends, uh, that's a start. And yeah. if, I if could, I could anyone that's, you know, listening, I just, I just hope that that's kind of something they take away from it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I did want to also touch, I wanted to touch up real quick before I forget, because, uh, I, I want to mention that I, I spend a lot of time with Natalie on the couch <laughs> and we watch, uh, the bachelor and bachelorette. Fuck yeah. And, Hell yeah! <laughs> I, I I'm not ashamed. Of, I'm not ashamed anymore. I mean, obviously, I to, uh, you you know my affinity for the show. I mean, you know I love it. Yeah, it's it's just such crazy TV. It sure um, is. I like to bash Natalie and tell her like, ah, oh, I hate the show. This is crap. And sometimes I actually don't watch because like her mother will come by or whatnot, and 
still watching. I want her to have her time, but um, I'm always I'm always paying attention. I'm always listening a little bit. Uh, it, it's comical. <laughs> I uh, I've only recently got into it in the last couple of years. I don't remember the first season. I think it was JoJo, uh, who's engaged to Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan Rodgers. I think that might have been my first season. Um, I love it for a couple of reasons. I don't watch a lot of reality television. So number one, I was like blown away by like these people who did just like uprooted their lives to come on a reality show to meet someone to marry. That blew my mind. Number one. Number uh, Yeah, it's crazy. Number two, it's just like so much drama. And I know it's a lot manufactured by the producers and the way they cut the show. And it's a lot bullshit. But like this year, especially touched on such a wide range of, emotional racial uh sexual issues it's just ran the gamut and while some of the episodes were dumb and you know really useless in terms of like the greater good i think a lot of the conversations that were had and revolved around the show this specifically this past season uh is very important and uh it's i think started a bit of a dialogue that uh will hopefully have you know lasting implications on not just the franchise but like in general you know period no no i mean you hit it uh it's been it's been wild and you know without being too controversial obviously uh these are challenging times that we have to face certain questions and certain things and that's the nature of the way the culture is now. So, uh, you know, we need to learn to live and adapt and uh, hopefully make a, a better future for our kids and, and children. I, I can only pray. Absolutely. I couldn't possibly agree with you more. Um, we've got about 15 minutes left in our episode. Um, and I thought yeah. that we can wrap things up on the most existential type of conversation that you can have and i just wanted to get your ideas and your feelings about death what happens when we die steve Woo! Woo! um it's crazy I, <laughs> maybe i'm a little crazy um <laughs> i think about this sometimes and actually often um i wonder i, I always wonder i'm, I'm a, a curious believer in I wouldn't say I'm, I'm overly religious because I'm not. I don't I don't really do the church thing like I probably should be in, in my mind. Um, there's there's certain values that the the church did present for me and kind of made me grow into the man that I am today. I, I truly believe that um, with the help of obviously my parents and, and their uh, their way they've raised me. Um, but. You know, it's, it's always a, a challenging thought to, to think that there's nothing beyond this plane. And I would, it would be real disappointing to believe that um, because you almost don't want to live for anything. So uh, I would, I feel that there's something out there. I don't know in what sense it might be. I, I don't know if there, I can actually paint a true picture on it, but uh, there has to be. It's, it's the same concept that, and, you know, with the universe. And I take it from, a uh, you know, that movie Contact with Jodie Foster. <laughs> if you ever saw it, you would know what I'm talking about because there's a fine line of religion and science that plays a part in that movie. Mm-hmm. But it would be, you know, like, like space, it would be an awful waste of space if there was nobody else out there. So I think at the same, you know, token, if there was no afterlife in whatever regard that might be to your imagination, 
it would be such a waste of life that you live every day. So um, that's why I think, in my, my personal opinion, it's more important to be the best version of yourself. Uh, it kind of goes full circle in our whole conversation because um, you don't know what's beyond that that dark wall. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking about when those eyes close. Yeah. So um, I don't think you know, I could I, possibly I hope... agree with you anymore. I think. Uh, You just did a really good uh, job reiterating a lot of the beliefs that I have about uh, religion and spirituality and life and death. And uh, yeah, I think it's highly unlikely that we just kind of, you know, uh, morphed from single-celled organisms into like monkeys and now we're having a conversation over FaceTime. Seems sort of unlikely. Yeah, right. There's got to be some sort of, uh, call it divine or, you know, uh, superior intelligence or what have you that has caused existence to occur. And uh, I think as you get older, you start realizing, like, there's just less of a chance that this is all for nothing. It just seems completely implausible. Right. And and, and listen, like, the the reality is uh, we're all single, you know, these these atoms that, that are combined and you know we want to go real singular level we're all connected in some way mm-hmm. i mean i'm connected to the chair that i'm sitting in to this microphone through the 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 frequencies going into your ears right now we're all connected somehow some way um so there's that whole thing that even if we're when we're gone very deep in the ground we're still around somewhere so um you know, I got to, I truly got to believe there's something else out there. Um, I, I could, whatever it might be. I completely and utterly agree with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's an, it's a, it's a really nice consolation. And, uh, as you get older that you start realizing that everything happens for a reason. And while some of those reasons might not give you great lessons, uh, at the end of the day, uh, as long as you come at most of what goes on in your life with positivity, I think ultimately positivity will rule out, uh, in the end for sure. Well, to- totally, and, and, and kind of to touch up on this whole thing and kind of segue a little bit, but um, I'll never forget, I heard a story once about astronauts being in space during 9-11, and they were measuring some type of energy uh, off the Earth. And somebody can fact check me. Uh, again, this, is all, this might be hearsay. I don't know what it is, but this is just something I know and I want to share, that there were such huge spikes of whatever they were measuring from high to low when the planes hit the towers and it was broadcasted across the earth that it just showed that there was some type of connection from one part of the earth to the other part of the earth in some way so uh, i I i wish i could find that article or wish i can find where i heard this from um the source itself but uh i i i I will never forget that moment and that kind of actually made me think a little bit more about this whole eternal plane and uh, this universe. Uh, it, there's, it's amazing. It's fascinating. I, I love that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's awesome. We uh, we definitely have to find that article and 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 read a little bit more about it because that, that seems crazy and really interesting to me. Um, so we've we've hit our mark and uh, obviously the. 
the benefit of these conversations that I've been having is just remarkably how quickly they go by. I mean, we hit it in an hour without like even having to, you know, break a sweat. Um, I like to finish off all of my episodes with a recommendation. Um, could be a toothbrush, could be a, a book, a movie, a TV show, um, you know, a, a, a drink. It could be literally anything. Um, so what's something that you uh, recommend to the folks listening today? Uh, anybody listening, um, the, the one thing I, I, I absolutely, again, this seems to be my word of the day is implore, um, that you go out and hug and kiss the ones you love and tell them you love them and mean it because uh, you don't want to ever regret not being able to do that. So um, there's plenty of things we could all be doing and saying, but um, maybe it's a phone call to someone you lost touch with a little bit, um, whoever that might be, uh, just reach out. Someone's, someone's always looking for uh, a reconnect, I'm sure. And uh, hopefully you go out there and do that. I like that. Uh, to that note, my uh, recommendation is going to be buy yourself a nice pen, uh, something over $20, <laughs> seriously, a pen, buy yourself a notebook or a journal or whatever, and take five minutes every morning or five minutes every night before you go to bed, write down things that you're thankful for, write down what you felt during, you know, throughout the course of your day. Um, it's something that I started doing early on in the pandemic. And uh, I've gone almost uh, every day or every other day for the last year. And it's kind of nice to occasionally look back and see what I was going through a year from ago or, you know, six months ago and, and, and the progress. That That's I've very made interesting. And, and uh, something that I, I think could be really useful. I mean, I bought a ridiculously expensive, I'm going to show you, I bought a really nice Mont Blanc pen because I'm, I'm just a fucking idiot and I'm a glutton for uh, spending my money like it's going out of style. Um, so, but yeah, I buy a nice pen, buy something that you can refill uh, with, you know, cartridges, buy a nice journal and just start writing down stuff as it comes to you, when it comes to you. I like that. And uh, I think obviously that could do, uh, be beneficial for everyone. Um, no, so no Steve, thanks so much, buddy. I had so much fun doing this. I can't wait to do, uh, we're, we, we, I'm going to be recording with Rick next week. Um, so I guess, in two weeks, we can do our Sweet. trio episode uh, with the three of us. Um, yeah. I'm going to link the Beer You Are uh, Instagram and podcasts in the show notes below. Much appreciate I'll, it. I'll include your social uh, stuff as well. Um, buddy, it was so good to see you. So good to talk to you. Can't wait to hug you, too, you again man. in real life. And uh, can't wait to do this again. Yeah, amen. Sooner than later, hopefully. So uh, <laughs> you guys uh, take care over there and uh, send the love to the family. And uh, we'll catch you in the flip side. Awesome. Thanks guys. Take care.